It's 11 after 11 o'clock. Welcome to the third and final hour of the show. As we do every Tuesday, we'll get straight into our Municipal Watch feature. And today we're looking at the collapse of municipalities in the Northwest Province. And we know what the state of that province has been. One of the municipalities there to, of course, make headlines in the last week has been the Dutsobotla local municipality where we had uh, Premier Bushimaape disbanding uh, that entire municipality, placing it under administration. Uh, there was a great deal of, of dysfunction there. You know, at some point you had two mayors, two speakers, an untenable situation really. More broadly for the province, we know that um, unfortunately over a series of years, even the Auditor General has not been able to find a single municipality that is financially stable, that is financially viable. What is being done to turn the situation around and are we seeing any positive effects of placing some of these municipalities under administration that's one of the questions that we'll be asking in this hour let me welcome onto the show lina Micha, who is the northwest mec for cooperative governance and traditional affairs good morning to you uh, good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your Vincent Dipogo is the Provincial Secretary for SAMU in the Northwest. Vincent, good morning. Good morning, and good morning to your listeners. And Jody Eckstein, the CEO and founder of the Grassroots Moral, Moral Clinic on Community Advocacy. Jody, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning to your listeners. Um, I was saying earlier that the the situation in the Northwest has been going from bad to worse. Before we hear from um, the MEC about some of the interventions and the extent to which these uh, interventions have been successful, Vincent, let me first come to you. Uh, Of course, you have workers that are in many of these municipalities and would be experiencing part of that dysfunction firsthand. What are you seeing in, in, in the Northwest? No, thanks, thanks, thanks. Uh, one is to appreciate the interviews that we are given by uh, by this radio, but one is to be very clear that we are not we are not happy in terms of how most of the municipalities in the province are being run, because at the ultimate end, workers are being uh, suffered because of their own decisions. But from issues of Ditobota, we only need the payment of our workers, because you will remember that workers have never received their salary last month, and we are going towards end of September uh, this month. And we are not quite sure whether workers are going to receive their salary or not because of the infighting that is happening in that municipality. Of course, the infighting um, at a local level is not limited to Ditsobotla. So speak to us more broadly about what you are finding, at least the patterns that you as a union that operates across these different municipalities have found. Yeah, you will remember that uh, our role as 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 unions in that municipality is to defend the issues of workers and give services to the to our communities. But we don't want to entertain space of politicians because it's more of politician space than 
what need to do as workers is only to deliver services and deal with issues that affect workers in that uh, in the entire municipality in the province or national wide. That is our role in the main. <laughs> I hear you loud and clear, Vincent. And and what I'm saying, what I'm asking you is, are there specific patterns there that or commonalities that you have found in these various municipalities where they have all been declared dysfunctional? They are all financially not viable. What does that mean for workers in these municipalities? No, you'll remember that most of our municipalities are from local government elections. And most of our municipalities are suffering because of, when you even read your Auditor General report, it's very clear that uh, most of our municipalities in the province are not doing very well. Others are trying, but most of them, 90% of them, are not doing very well. So we, can, we cannot say which municipality, but broadly, you've got issues that say... Uh, in other municipalities, workers, third parties of workers, have never been paid due to this uh, 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 financial uh, challenges that we are had. Uh, in other municipalities, like last time it was Molopo and Ditobota, where workers have never received salaries because of these uh, issues of uh, financial issues in the municipality. So generally, our municipality in the province, uh, there is that turn out that uh, some of the municipalities are trying their level best but some of them are not uh, trying their level, their level best. All right. Jody, let me come to you. As somebody who runs uh, an organization in the community, what has been the cost of the dysfunction that we're seeing at a local level? First of all, Kate, I first want to say uh, the community at large welcome the decision, right, to disband uh, the council. Uh, we really welcome that one. And uh, for me, uh, it also tells me a lot about our ANC and its inability to discipline its own members. Because of its members, it's where we are today. And then uh, to, to, uh, to, to, to come back to your question, we've been dealing with a lot of issues for years, Kathy. I think it was on radio, it was on uh, SABC News, a couple of times that Lichtenberg will be on the spotlight, right? where it comes to non-civil delivery. And it's been going on. Uh, three years ago, there was a, 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 a memorandum handed over to the Provincial Executive uh, Council, uh, MEC that was deployed by the Premier, uh, the then Premier, Job Mohoro, to the community. The memorandum was handed over, and up to date, nothing has really been done to, to, to sort out the issues in this support in as far as the day-to-day issues that you have found in your line of work that have been most affected, what would you say those are? Kathy, we have a serious water crisis. For instance, now for the past three, four weeks, we are left with not a drop of water, right? And then uh, also uh, the, 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 uh, the staff are actually uh, holding the community as ransom for the fact that they didn't get their salaries. And this is for us totally, totally uncalled for, for them to hold the community as ransom. Because two weeks ago, uh, members of the uh, community went there uh, to the waterworks to open, you know, the taps and stuff. 
and they were forcefully removed by uh, workers. They don't want them there. So now the, even the community is suffering. We're having endless problems where the electricity problem is concerned. We even feel as a community that ESCOM is locating us and also the municipality because we are more without electricity than we're having electricity, you see. So there's really nothing really being done concerning this electricity and water issue. And I don't even want to go to the Shurish issue. It's, it's a disaster. It's, it's a disaster. So that's why I just want to put the emphasis on this that the memorandum was handed over to the MECs three years ago. Up to date, nothing has been done. How difficult does this make life, and, and in particular business, you know? Um, and by business, I mean just the term more broadly. You still have uh, children that have got to go to school. Life has to go on on, on a day-to-day basis. How are residents trying to manage that? You should recall that Clover actually packed their bags and they actually left and left them right? because of the service delivery action and uh, uh, things. And I'm also thinking now, even uh, in the future, our cement mindset is uh, giving uh, work opportunities to thousands of people, you know, also going to pack their bags sometime and leave. We saw small businesses closing down in Luxembourg and rather go to other uh, provinces and start their businesses there. So it's really affecting us as a community at large, at you know, on a really badly, badly, badly. Right. And uh, that, that's why I'm saying uh, that thing needs to be sorted out. But we are really positive with the development of the council, and we hope really things are going to work out for the best for us. All right, we'll continue this conversation in a moment. We'll hear from the MEC for Cocta in the Northwest. Kathy Mosasana on SAFM. We're taking a look at the state of municipalities and in particular the dysfunction uh, in a province like the Northwest. And uh, we have been speaking about the Dutsobotla local municipality, which is uh, the latest, of course, to have been placed under administration after it was disbanded. But I think that the problems that emerge out of a municipality like Dutsobotla can be found in many others, though, especially those that have been placed under administration prior to Dutsobotla. And it really raises questions about what the success rate of some of these interventions by government, especially those that include um, placing municipalities under administration, what the success of those interventions has been. Lina Mecha is the MEC for Cocta in the Northwest. So um, let's let's begin then just with, with the issue of um, the interventions by government and in particular the municipalities that have been placed under administration. What would you say the success rate of being able to turn those municipalities around has been? Well, thank you very much, Kathy, uh, uh, and uh, thanks to your listeners also, and thanks for the opportunity. I think we must indicate, Kathy, that uh, much as we have not uh, uh, done a lot in terms of uh, turning around those municipalities, but we can uh, count some successes in terms of uh, the work that we have done in, in those municipalities, and that's why some of them they are now out of the interventions of Section 139 and are now left in 
with the support of the section 154 of the constitution. What we must indicate is that uh, uh, as the department has been able to uh, provide some uh, uh, reports which we call the closeout reports in some of the municipalities like in Ojeji, Mark, in Omadigang and other municipalities, uh, which report then seeks to assist uh, those municipalities on what issues are still outstanding and what issues uh, that the uh, provincial government has managed to uh, to resolve through the, the intervention. So where we are, uh, we do admit that our municipalities are not performing well, of course, uh, but uh, as the department and as provincial government, we also are working hard to ensure that uh, the support plans that we have developed to assist municipalities get to be implemented, and also the, the interventions that we also uh, involve in those municipalities does so, so, so if, if, if we can just take it back to a little earlier this year, where you had <coughs> interventions in at least um, eight municipalities, right, that had, where, you, where there was mandatory interventions um, in, in eight of these municipalities, and this is in line with uh, Section 139, as, as you've put it. But overall, you still had a figure of 12 municipalities in the province that were defined as being under financial distress or in financial crisis. So when you talk about the update on these interventions, are you saying that since May, when many of these municipalities um, were, were placed under this intervention, that you've been able to move some of them out of that intervention? Because you remember that the, the intervention that you're talking about is uh, is, is the one of the financial recovery. Yes, plan. National Treasury, which, which, yes. Yes, which, which that, that uh, process is still ongoing. And as soon as uh, uh, we, we are out of this municipalities in terms of that, uh, that section, we, we can then update. But what we, where we are, municipalities that are, uh, uh, that are supporting that, uh, that program, uh, we can tell that as and when we we are done, we will report positive uh, response. But we must also indicate that there are some of the municipalities who are not prepared to to then uh, buy in into the support that we are providing in that in 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 in, in, uh, in those their municipalities, and that on its own now uh, create a situation where we must continue engaging with those municipalities and hence. We have a three, uh, a, a troika team of MECs that continues to engage municipalities on the importance of them uh, abiding with the legislation and ensuring that they support the intervention. Because where we are, the intervention is not uh, stay along in a municipality if it has got a buy-in of uh, a municipal councillor and administration. But the delay would obviously be when we're supposed to intervene and there is a resistance on the ground in terms of, uh, of that intervention. So it's a process that is ongoing, which as and when it has been done, uh, we, we can then report on which municipalities have we been able to succeed 
and where we have not been able to succeed. Which are the municipalities where you're facing resistance? I can tell, for an example, in Dikobotla, we were experiencing a very serious uh, resistance where in a team of treasury that was deployed there uh, gets to be held hostage in Dikobotla, and we had uh, to then uh, find rescue by the SAPS in, in that municipality. So those are kind of one of the municipalities that we are experiencing resistance in terms of the financial recovery plan. But it must also indicate that some municipalities have admitted and they are working uh, together with the treasury team that is being deployed to assist them. We'll continue the conversation after the latest 11.30 news headlines. I'll also take uh, some of your calls, 086-000-2032. We're focusing on northwest municipalities and their collapse as part of our municipal watch feature for today. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. We continue the conversation on the talking point. Lina Micha is uh, the Northwest MEC for COCTA. Vincent Dipoko is uh, the Samu Provincial Secretary in the Northwest. And Jody Eckstein, CEO and founder of the Grassroots Moral Clinic on Community Advocacy. They work in the Lichtenberg area. And you do know that Lichtenberg falls under Dizubotla, which is the municipality that was recently placed under administration. Um, Ms. Micha, I want to come back to um, this issue of municipalities and municipal officials that resist the intervention. And we're speaking now for those municipalities in financial distress, the intervention from National Treasury that is supposed to help them turn their finances around and help their municipalities become a lot more financially stable and viable. Is much of this resistance stemming from the political alliances in the municipalities? Can, can you repeat your question? Is it coming uh, from political, is it coming alliance? from political yeah. alliances? So, 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 in in, in, in in some of the instances, like Dzubotla, you would have different factions of the ANC yeah. that are fighting each other. And you are, yes, an MEC, but you've been deployed to that position as a member of the <clears throat> ANC. And how much of the dysfunction that we're seeing at, ad, at an administrative level is coming out of the dysfunction that exists at a political level. You would remember, Kate, that the administration of, a, of each municipality is appointed by each municipal council. And that is dictated by the legislation that governs local government, that's your system, and especially your section 56 managers and your section 57 managers. Now, what we see and, and uh, uh, we believe is a foreign uh, a tendency is where, where the municipal administration is able to even get divided over uh, equally to the divided municipal council. And on, in that kind of a situation, obviously, we would not be able to make necessary uh, intervention that would then yield as, as we expect. Now, now, in a situation where a municipal council resists intervention, 
uh, obviously it's difficult to to get into your, your the administration of that municipality. If we are to make Sobotla an example, Sobotla has always been fighting over the appointment of the acting municipal manager to the extent where they even appoint people, a person who is not even a senior manager in that municipality, uh, the person who is on suspension, and they decide to bring in that person to them as a municipal manager. And I think amongst other uh, things, that one of the issues that makes the ex-co to them take a drastic action on, on the Zobotla because we were expecting them to then support the financial recovery plan for them to understand uh, processes and be able to then catch up in terms of how best to then do revenue collection and also how do they respond to issues that raised by the Auditor General and so forth other related matters of finances in that municipality. And obviously if there's resistance by both the administration and the municipal council, obviously provincial government will not be able to then continue turning around to the municipality. So, so my question really is, are you trying to solve a political problem using administrative processes, which is why it's difficult to solve? Uh, you, you remember, Katie, that the administration, the powers of the administration of a municipality lies within the municipal council itself. It means the legislation, the constitution gives us power to then play oversight on those who are supposed to be playing oversight over the administration of a municipality. And as we then uh, send the administrator there, the administrator would then have power to, to, to then run the administration of the municipality and also to, to attend to the government matters of that, that, that municipality. Oh, all right. I, I, I hear you, MEC, but I, I still think that part of the reason why some of these problems won't go away is because they're, they're problems that are emanating from the politics of the day. And as long as then they remain unresolved from that perspective, um, what is done administratively will always be this ongoing cycle that doesn't produce uh, the right kind of results. Let me go to Aubagwe in Daung. Aubagwe, good morning. Good morning, Sis Kathy, and good morning to your guest there in the studio. Mm. Sis Kathy, my point is Dichobotla uh, Lucan Municipal. I'm living in Taung, but I'm aware about what's happening in the in the in the Dichobotla Lucan Municipal. Last time there was a company of Clover that was closed there. And it was because of an infrastructure of that place. And I heard the MEC, there's Momo Hono saying that they tried to intervene to solve that problem, but that they never materialized. But I, I'm asking myself, Sis Kathy, if MEC said he tried to intervene while he failed the entire Department of Agriculture this Mali, what was actually trying to tell the nation there or the entire people of Northwest? Coming out from that municipality, my municipality here in Tangita Tang municipality is it it has failed their people also this Mali. Mm. This area is agricultural area, but we never get any help from the municipality of, of us here in Tawu. 
So our people are fed up, and the only solution, scarcely speaking, is only when we vote this current agency out of power. I thank you. All right. Thanks for that call, Albagwe. Right. Richard in call, East London, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Richard. Go for it. Kathy, you are asking a, a, a correct question. Uh, in fact, you are pointing to the right direction that uh, political problems and uh, dysfunctionality in municipalities are now beginning to be solved administratively. First, I want to ask the MEC, what is his level of qualification? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not personal here. Please, I'm, 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 I'm really trying to get to enough of the issue that if you are not uh, equipped enough as a leader, there is no way that you can diagnose the situation or the problem and come up with proper solutions. One, the municipalities are in disarray. Financial management is not up to speed. Financial reporting is not up to speed. Planning is way out of line because of politics. If municipalities that are put under administration, if politicians or leading parties can mobilize social partners in those municipalities, and put that report before those social partners in the municipalities and say these are the areas where we are found wanting in this municipality. We, we employ outside our policy at will. We do not report. We contract contractors uh, without supply chain processes. We pay them without them having contracts. We employ people that are incompetent. Those partners in that jurisdiction will agree in that program. That this is how we are going to monitor our municipality. You eliminate. Mm. I, I'm going to come in there. I, I want to give the the MEC an opportunity to respond to uh, to to your question, uh, Ms. Micha. No, no. I think uh, we, we do hear the, the issue of appointment, and what we have said, uh, and we're working together with Salga and Treasury is that uh, in all municipalities would have to have a job evaluation uh, where we seek to, to get uh, whether people are occupying positions that are equal uh, to, to them and, and, and so forth and identify uh, areas that need uh, our intervention in that regard. So it's a process that is ongoing. We do we're doing it with uh, with Salga because the reality is that it is not provincial government that appoints people. It is the administration and the municipal council that that does appoint people. And where we uh, also uh, agreed that we have not been doing enough also is to venture into the implementation of Section 32 of the MSMA, where uh, people get to to carry the cost of whatever their own decision. That has got financial implications that we take at the level of the municipality. So obviously, we'd have to do much in terms of, of, of that area and ensure that uh, what belongs to the people, the, uh, the people get back to the people and show that uh, uh, people who have done the wrong does pay for the wrong that, uh, that uh, they have Ms. Micha, part of Richard's question started um, with shining the spotlight on you. And he's questioning your own ability to be able to come up with the right solutions that can lead and guide the turnaround and the oversight of municipalities in, in that province. 
and which he said is not personal, and I take it to be uh, to be personal because. Uh, if indeed there's anything that we are not doing correct in terms of intervening in, in municipalities, we must uh, be told so, so that then we take proper decisions. But once it then becomes personal, it becomes another thing for me. Thank you very much. Why, why do you think it's personal? Why is it now that there are problems in municipalities that it gets to question my uh, understanding or my qualification? It has to do directly with what he believes is the link between your ability to deliver on the mandate in terms of your job, um, you know, and, and the extent to which you would be able to do that. And because the Constitution is very clear on what our mandate is as provincial government, and we are executing those mandates. The municipal council carries the power to take decisions in the municipalities and we play oversight and give them support and we intervene when necessary, which is what we are doing. Okay, so, as <coughs> Richard? Yes, Kathy, thank you very much. You see, that's the answer that I expected when it comes to the first part of my question. The MMC does not understand that that intervention which he talks to starts by observations, and that intervention starts by assistance and rehabilitation of the municipalities. The MEC does not understand that job evaluation is for junior officials in the municipalities. He, he, he does not understand that the intervention will not go to that level of job evaluation. Now, this is the problem that the ANC puts all of us. I am the member of the ANC. But when we, it's starting in 2007, when we kind of like took over, we deployed anyone and everyone. And this is what we are subjecting South Africans to. ANC acknowledges in the 90s that it's not ready to govern. And it, even before it came back to the country, it sent its cadres abroad for education so that they are ready to govern once the ANC take over. But we've reversed. We've taken anybody and everybody into a critical position and we're subjecting our people that we fought for into the mess that we are subjecting to. Because it's easy to turn around the municipality. You can ask the MEC now, where was the, when was the uh, social uh, meeting with, with role players in that municipality? There's never been there, there, there's a dependency to, to the administrator. What, what is that administrator going to do in that municipality? All if right. the political environment has not been uh, uh, rehabilitated itself. Richard, we're going to have to leave it there for this morning. Tandisa in Matlosana. Tandisa, good morning. I'm going to ask you to keep it short for me, if possible. Please, Tandisa. No, okay, okay, Kefi, I'll, I'll do so. And Kefi, look, uh, I think I think in Northwest we need a serious reshuffling at Exco of Northwest because these people, they are failing us, Kefi. They really fail us. That Exco is feeding us. We have issues that we raised in the office of of Copta. Even today, we said to the to the office of NAC, there are corruptions that are happening in the, our municipalities. That's why these municipalities are, are not dysfunctional. They, they are not functional because of people who are babysitted by the MECs and 
officials. Uh, 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 officials. You know, Kefi, now we don't have CFOs in municipalities. We don't have MMs, uh, 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 you know. You see, if you can go here in Matosana, here, MEC was here, yesterday was in Matosana, was meeting with uh, branches of ANC. They told him very clear that they don't want um, this mayor of Matosana because he can't take Matosana forward. You see? But let me tell you, Kev, as long as this uh, uh, exco is still there, there's no way where my, my, this uh, 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 my, uh, 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 municipality can, can, can go, can do better. All right. All right, Tandisa, we're going we to have, have to leave it there. We're going to have to leave it there. And, and I take the point that you're making, uh, Tandisa, very, very clearly. Uh, unfortunately, we are completely out of time uh, for this uh, conversation. I would have loved to give our guests an, an, another final opportunity just to uh, add the concluding remarks. But unfortunately, we won't be able uh, to do that. You know, we've had to move things around a little bit. And every day uh, we conclude the show with the book reading. Uh, I still have to work on my timings a little bit better as 